0: Mystically Curious, a podcast about the mysterious, mundane, and stuff that's just a little bit weird. You can call me Grim.
1: And you can call me Kay. And today we're resuming our Practical Astrology series and talking about a piece of astrology that's really often overlooked, a part of the lunar cycle that doesn't really get as much attention as the full moon. We're talking about new moons. So we'll talk really briefly about some historical basis of how new moons were observed. And then we'll get into some modern rituals that you can use in your practice. So I did a lot of research on this episode because this is something that's one of my favorite parts of astrology. It's one of my favorite parts of my practice. Honestly, it's what got me into all of this. So I, I dove into the Picatrix, which is a very old Arabic grimoire of astrological and talismanic magic. So it's awesome and it's full of really great information and it has operations in it that range from very simple to really, really complex, but I recommend it for anyone who's interested in learning more about astrology or talisman construction or medieval Arabic magic if you're really into that piece of the history of it too.
0: Where can we find this? Because I've never heard of that. So I definitely would like to look into that. Oh, is it online? Do I need to go to the library? Do I need to spill some blood? That last one was a joke. Please don't do that.
1: You probably won't find it at, like, your local library, but... Well, are...
0: probably not mine, but...
1: <laughs> there are, um, you know, like, ebooks and PDFs available. I'll probably drop a PDF of it in our Discord server, in our resources channel, but so it uh has a lot of information about the new moon because it's all about astrology and the moon is obviously a very important part of astrology so the author describes some disagreements between cultures on if new moons are lucky versus unlucky i think he says like the greeks consider it to be a very lucky time or something and then another culture talks about other cultures that hold the exact opposite opinion but this author Uh, comes to the consensus that the new moon is actually the best phase to do magic in. He says that the moon rejoices when it meets the sun in the same way that a traveler rejoices when he goes back to his home. Which is really cute. (laughs) Because this is a new moon, if you think about it, it's just the sun and moon are conjunct. And that's another astrological term, just about where they are in the sky with each other. They're in the same sign. They're right next to each other. So after explaining this he says that the new moon helps wrap up quote-unquote previous situations and completes what was missing and adds to it so he's very um very vague a little bit it's not really clear about like okay it helps wrap up previous situations and completes what was missing so kind of broad but he also gives a little bit more detail and says that new moons are also favorable for applying education and claiming a right and that it's also a good time to pay for debts that you owe and for those who keep possessions to return them to others and for wisdom and for asking and inquiring into truth so those are all like direct quotes from the actual Picatrix so there's obviously kind of a lot of lore here with the new moon that I didn't really know about and some of it seems almost contrary to how a lot of modern practitioners uh, view the new moon.
0: I, um, and this is, of course, just my own personal opinion, but I think that that is because a lot of people, and this is not a bad thing, but a lot of people come from, you know, a very black and white past religious background or moral code, Mm -hmm. which, again, is not a bad thing. Um, But I think we in the modern day especially those of us who you know i was i was raised baptist christian a lot of that is very black and white this is good this is bad um and you always have to have both which mm-hmm. you know you see a lot in the vilification of loki which is a whole separate topic but um also there's that whole connotation with you know bright light white is good and then you know things that are dark um mm-hmm. harder to understand black are bad which we know is not true at all.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So I think that sure. plays a huge part in, like, just the ease with which people are like, okay, full moon's good, new moon's bad and scary.
1: I don't know. I've seen most most of what I've seen is people saying the new moon is a time to do new projects because it's the, it's the first moon in the cycle.
0: Oh, really? I've seen a lot of people that are, like, scared of doing anything on the new moon.
1: That's interesting, too. I, I think I've definitely heard of that as well. I don't know. that I think that just goes to show that even in our modern practices, also, there are different interpretations of what the new moon means. I don't know if any of them are more right than the others, because, you know, I think if someone is like, I just don't practice on the new moon and that's just me, then I don't want to tell them, no, you should be practicing on the new moon. You know, it's just I don't think that it necessarily has to be one way or the other for every single person
0: No, absolutely it's i mean as with all of this it's take what works for you and honestly i think there's a lot to be said about taking a day of rest on these days um there was a time where actually i did that on the new moon every new moon um i didn't do anything but kind of exist which was a fun little experience for a bit you know
1: that reminds me a lot of what he said about the moon being like a traveler rejoicing when he goes back to his home. Because I, I actually just got back from visiting some family and the day I got back I was just exhausted because it was a really long day of traveling. So I, I think it's a little bit like that what you're describing. So to summarize, the according to the Picatrix at least, the new moon is a good time to tie up loose ends, it's a good time to make sure that your material matters are in order, it's a good time to catch up on studying or performing different types of divination. So those are all different kind of activities. Some of those are more mundane than others, but those are things that the new moon can help support. And of course, even though they're mundane, you can also make them magical by adding ritual elements.
0: As with all things, you can always spice it up a little. Of
1: course, and you should spice it up a little, in my opinion. (laughs) Get a little fun with it. (laughs) I know, that's why we do this. You, You don't practice magic only to do it every once in a while when the conditions are exactly right. I don't know. I'm getting a little more loose with when I do stuff, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: It's funny because you're getting looser and I'm trying to set up more structure.
1: It's these cycles. Maybe we'll meet in the middle. Exactly. exactly. <laughs>
0: be at like peak functioning
1: because even in in the more like ceremonial scene i hear people say all the time invoke often but then whenever you're supposed to invoke is always like these very specific niche times i think you can do magic outside of that too and you'll you'll be okay you know maybe it'll be more auspicious during one time than the other but either way you're still kind of improving your own skills every time you practice magic
0: oh see The whole three AM thing gets me every time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's where that's the important stuff. Like I I think there's definitely obviously a time and a place for, you know, observing the planetary hour and making sure things are in these, you know, prime conditions if it's something really, really important. But, you know, if I just like extra protection then I don't think I have to wait until exactly Tuesday at three A. M. when Mars is in aries and is trying with this like i you know you know what i'm trying to say
0: i do and speaking of mars and aries it's also useful when you're trying to do a little ritual on the new moon um, or a big ritual if you've got ambitions send us some pictures on instagram we would love to see some of your guys's rituals for the new moon or full moon any kind really this stuff is fascinating for us but you may also find it useful to learn about and acknowledge in some way what sign the moon is in.
1: Yes, yes. Especially if you've been doing this stuff for a while and you want something to, like, spice up your new moon ritual. <laughs> then this is a really great way of doing it, is to figure out the the sign that it's in. I, I love, we say figure out, I mean, you know, Google it, go to an astrology website or something. You don't have to figure it out yourself. Someone else will tell you, it's okay. But it, um... It can really make a difference for me even how I observe the new moon if it's in, you know, Taurus versus if it's in Scorpio, you know, my sign or something.
0: I should start looking that up because I haven't thought of that before. I mean, like, I've thought about it but not thought about actually incorporating it. But it would be kind of nice to, like, take a bath. I'm looking for an excuse ever to take a bath, but take a bath and just, like, focus on kind of the energy of, like the sign and think about how i can bring more of that energy into my community
1: life exactly and new moons can definitely indicate that energy coming into your life for that lunar cycle that's about to begin
0: exactly Ugh. and that'd be good for like a nice review too to like think about the sign that you're just leaving and seeing and being like oh so that's kind of how that reflected in my life now I can be more aware of like when that energy is affecting me and you know either enhance it if it was like positive and motivating or like, you know, control it if maybe, you know, your temper was a little bit sharper. This is this is groundbreaking stuff, guys.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. And then you can even get more advanced if you're really, really um comfortable with astrology, even looking at planetary aspects as well. So if it's like a square venus then figure out what you can do to improve the relationships in your life that sort of thing
0: if you guys have time and a lot of us do right now i highly recommend looking into this at least like cursory for yourself um you know like your birth chart just so that when something astrologically strange does happen and you hear about it through the grapevine even if you're not like diving in You'd be like, oh, so I just need to keep mindful that this house is more active right now, and that's my house with this planet. Okay, good Mm -hmm. to know. You know? And to learn the basics, it can seem like a lot, but if you just pace it out and focus on one thing at a time, it's not as much as it really seems to just, like, learn your own stuff and the basics.
1: Oh, definitely. I'm entirely self-taught with astrology. I never took any sort of course or whatever. I know there's a lot of them out there and I'm sure there's some great ones available and if people learn in that setting then that's awesome but I mean I, I taught myself and I think I turned out pretty okay.
0: <laughs> oh, do you have any books?
1: No like I said I've really benefited from The Mountain Astrologer and from other um, like independent astrologers, people I follow on Tumblr, that sort of thing. It's It's really helped. Okay cool. I think just surrounding yourself with people who know what they're talking about is a <laughs> is a helpful way of learning about stuff. Because you pick up little things even from someone's like random post that they post on Tumblr. It can have a lot of really useful information in it. Right. And
0: even just seeing that stuff on your feed is more likely to like keep it at your forefront.
1: Exactly that too. It's yeah. It's almost like learning a new language sometimes. Actually it's not like that. I'm trying to learn a new language and it's it's not Astrology is easier than learning a new language. So What language are you learning? Hebrew.
0: Nice, dude. Yes. That's funny, because that makes sense for you. I just yeah. signed up to start learning German this oh. semester for my religion.
1: We, we, no, I'm using Duolingo, and it bugs me every day, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, it's it's been hit or miss with that for me. But, so I just signed up and paid for it. Anyways, <laughs> so... A few rituals that you can do.
1: Yes, I feel like we've we've done a good job of kind of explaining the different perspectives people have on the new moon. And then ways to kind of bring other pieces in than just the moon, the signs and stuff. But I'm excited to talk about different ways that people can acknowledge it a little bit above and beyond. Just going, oh, there's a new moon tonight. Cool.
0: <laughs> so, do you want to start off with the specific ones?
1: I don't really care the order that we go in.
0: Okay. Um. Well my go-to generally is either planning because believe it or not i love planning the execution is a little shaky but i love planning so i'll either like plan things or do a tarot spread a lot of times both
1: yes those are great things to do in tandem
0: so that is like one of my go-to's for any time it's like literally new moon full moon midsummer solstice, tuesday you know um <laughs> It's just, it's a good thing to do, but especially, I think, in conjunction with this kind of energy going on, I think it can really, I don't want to say increase the power, because
1: not everybody's
0: definition will fit with that. Um, But I think it does kind of... I think
1: you can say in your experience it increases, you know, your power.
0: It increases my connection to the powers around me, for me. Um, I think everything, just real quick, when they we'll move on. But uh, everything apparently has its own kind of energy, power, spirit, magic, whatever you want to call it. And I spend a lot of my time trying to kind of connect with those energies when I can. I'm not trying to be creep about it. Uh, and a lot of times, certain times or things going on astrologically will kind of like make that easier make me more receptive, make the signal louder. I don't really know. I just know I really like doing tarot spreads whenever something's going on astrologically because I just feel like I'm so much more connected to my cards. My cards are so much more receptive to me. They are so much um, clearer with their message. Sometimes their messages are kind of diggish, but it's cool. Um, they're just trying to help me in their own way. But you know, like, the, the message will come across clearer. And it just, it makes me feel, it just makes me feel the type of way, you know, to actually interact.
1: I mean, what you're describing is just, it's the idea of as above, so below.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, part of it though is like, I'm kind of like a channel for this energy.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I I am taking the new moon energy, this will sounds very woo-woo, I'm sorry if like, you're a little bit more skeptic about your practice. Um... <laughs> I used to be too. I get it. (laughs) But it's almost like I'm kind of like receiving the new moon energy, channeling into my cards. And the act of being the channel is the best part of that experience for me. So it literally does not matter what you do as long as you feel like you are connecting to that kind of energy and doing something with it. It will just be such a unique experience. I mean, it's not going to be like mind blowing or anything like that. And it might take time for you to kind of build.
1: I mean, it could be.
0: It could be a hundred percent. It could be. I think. But it's not always, and sometimes it can take time to build that up.
1: And you shouldn't expect it on try number one. I think you shouldn't. You shouldn't walk in being like I'm about to have this amazing mystical experience here, at baby's first calling down the moon or whatever you want to call it. <laughs>
0: but oh, uh, that makes me feel like we should like have a picture book of like witches first things. You know, like a like a baby's first book, but like this all... <laughs> little witches if you guys want to send us pictures for that book i will 100 percent make it i don't know if that's a weird idea but it'd be cute so anyways
1: i mean i don't know if if I um, don't know. we can cut that it's fine
0: <laughs> um but yeah just doing anything i think can really help you begin to connect to that energy more even if it doesn't happen right away even if at the end of the night you're like well that just felt like a normal night you know what if it felt like a normal night you're planning something and you got some tarot practicing. Boom, that's a win.
1: Yes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I love doing new moon to tarot spreads. That's probably my most applied practice, I guess, for the new moon. Because I don't really do a ton of, like, we also have other ideas here for, like, tie-up loose ends, not magic. I don't really do a lot of that sort of thing, because I don't, I don't know, I don't find a lot of immediate places to apply it in my life I'm sure one day I will need to tie up loose ends but (laughs) I feel like a lot of the time they're they're pretty tight my bigger point though is I, I definitely feel like tarot is a very beneficial part of my new moon practice that I definitely recommend if you're comfortable using tarot it doesn't even have to be tarot it can be oracle or you know whatever your preferred method of divination is Learn a new type of divination. Ooh. That would be a really fun thing to do on the new moon as well. It was. So if you're really, really comfortable with tarot, then try learning geomancy, or try learning reading tea leaves, or something like that.
0: Hey, if you're the type to do, you know, challenges and stuff, start learning a different type of divination on the new moon. Practice it every single day until the next new moon, and then just kind of document in your journal, your book of shadows, whatever. Count your experiences both times, see if you improved, see if you didn't, because, you know, not everybody resonates with every type of divination. So you might find something that's not right with you, which is still useful knowledge.
1: I've also seen people, you can, like, stack divination. I've seen a lot of people use runes in conjunction with tarot, or they use oracle in conjunction with tarot. Right. So maybe learning how to blend divination systems that you're already familiar with also could be an interesting practice to start on the new moon
0: i was just thinking um and i just realized too though all of the new moon spreads i think that i've seen maybe not all but most um focus on some type of creativity
1: i would definitely do that for like a new moon in pisces
0: Ooh, yeah that'd be really cool
1: we should figure out well i i don't know yeah i guess we should figure out what the upcoming new moon is what sign it's in
0: oh well, i don't know but are we going to talk about the fact that it's a black moon?
1: Yes. Okay, let's talk about the Black Moon. We should we should mention that. I know it's not in our outline here, but I would like to talk about the Black Moon thing because I also researched this.
0: Okay, wait. It was very interesting. Can I do a different type of segue into that? Yeah. Okay. So we talked a little bit about your basic new moon, guys. Your your average, they're never average. They're always beautiful even though you can't see them. Um, but you're, you know, every month kind of moon. Yeah. This is not that kind of moon. This is my favorite moon. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's my favorite color. It's the black moon. Yeah. <laughs> I really want sound effects where it's like. Dun, 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 dun. I'll
1: put a sound effect in. Oh, Just beautiful. For you. The um. It could be our first. So I did some reading about a black moon. Now I'm curious about what you. What's a black moon? Go ahead.
0: I have no idea. I just know that it's black and
1: it's (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I did um, a little research into this, and it's apparently not an actual astronomical phenomenon that is like, this one is a black moon. So there's a couple of different definitions for what they are. One of them is when there's two new moons in a month.
0: Okay, like a blue moon.
1: Like a blue moon, yeah. And then... The other one is that it's the reference to the third moon in the lunar cycle? That doesn't sound right. Oh, no. Okay. Hang on.
0: Um, it says it's the third new moon in a season of four new moons. I just pulled up a site.
1: Yes, it's the third new moon. Thank you. Okay. It's the third new moon in a season of four new moons so it's a it's not as well known as a blue moon right and i don't know like culturally if other cultures have observed this because the ones that i've found you know anything i found referencing a black moon is from like the old farmer's almanac which is great and is a great resource but doesn't really tell us you know a lot about you know cultural observances Huh.
0: I actually, okay, I'm going to have to try to find that. I read somewhere, I think it was in a book, I can't remember the specifics, because it was a long time ago, But and they didn't call it a black moon, but they did mention the old, um, Christian
1: ideal that, like,
0: the devil's power was stronger on the new moon, so it was twice as powerful on the second new moon.
1: Well, that's good for some of us,
0: huh? <laughs> um, I, I cannot remember the name of that book for the life of me, and I don't believe I still have it, but I will try to track it down. But, I mean, that that does kind of make sense. Because, you know, there's a lot of thought behind um, the blue moon having more power, stronger power. Stay tuned mm-hmm. for this one episode. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, because there's a full moon uh, on Samhain this year.
0: It's a blue moon.
1: Oh, that, oh, ooh. Yes! I didn't even know that. It was okay. a
0: blue moon. <laughs> yeah, because we post on October 1st, the 16th, and the 31st.
1: Yes, okay, it is a blue moon. So, yes. But yeah, we'll definitely uh, talk about blue moons then. But So, I it sounds to me like a black moon, kind of similarly to the new moon itself, is a little bit up for interpretation as to how you want to harness it, I guess.
0: I would argue that all aspects of the moon and moon magic um, are up to interpretations. I think it's one of those things where whatever you want to call it, UPG or, you know, your personal associations or personal experiences are more important than necessarily what the books and the websites tell you. You should still learn about what the books and the websites and the other cultures and all that say, it's still good and valuable information, it might be something that does resonate with you that you haven't thought of yet. But, if everybody's telling you, you know, do creation spells on the new moon, and you're like, no, listen, my best creation spells are during, like, the first quarter, or the third quarter. Do them then. That's 100% awesome, and we would love to hear about it. Um...
1: It's about what works for you above anything else, honestly.
0: A hundred percent, as far as
1: the moon is concerned. And I think about it a little bit like cooking sometimes. I love comparing magic to cooking. (laughs) So I, for example, literally like I made a recipe tonight and I didn't think it had enough sriracha in it. So I put like a lot more sriracha in it. That doesn't mean I made the recipe wrong. I just made it right for me, you know? Okay, I made it wrong for Grim because Grim doesn't like spicy food. But <laughs> I made it right for me. <laughs> Way to me. Um.
0: And there's nothing wrong with needing to adapt, or not, you know, feeling connected. Uh, early on in my practice, I really didn't feel at all connected with the moon. You know, it was kind of like, you know, she's there, she's pretty, but like, not really a part of my practice. And I came to blame it was because of a lot of situations in my life were kind of cutting me off from that energy. Um, and then, you know, I changed some situations. I put an effort into connecting with, with that energy. And, like, now she's my girlfriend, <laughs> but whatever. Um,
1: I think that's a good point, too. I, even if you didn't change, even if you were still like, eh, you know, I just don't connect with the moon. I know a lot of people love moon magic. Yeah, you don't have to
0: that's okay. It's
1: it's fine. (laughs) There's plenty of people who've never observed the new moon, and that's, that's them.
0: Exactly, and you don't, your practice doesn't, with it doesn't have to be stagnant either. Um, it can, you know, not to be cliche, but it can, you know, wane and wax, like the moon, your interest in these phases. Like, most of the time, I'm not that into solar energy, but you know, every now and then, And I'm starting to realize it's at, like, certain times of the year when certain energies are particularly strong, I'm, like, all about solar energy. I'm like, you know what, let's access this, let's use this. I am, like, so intrigued by this. And the rest of the year, I'm like, it's cool, but not for me right now.
1: Yep. I think a lot of what this podcast tries to do also is we don't want to tell other people how to practice. But we want to generate ideas for practice if you feel so inclined.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, we petered off a little.
1: Yeah, we've kind of gotten a little rambly (laughs) here, for sure. But you know
0: what? We're talking about new moons, and I feel like we're kind of tying up... a, A little bit, I think we're kind of tying up the introduction period to our podcast, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Like, we are still, you know, of course, we're still new, we're still learning, but... I feel like we're starting to find our rhythm a little bit, so we're tying up that, like, very, very early um, incubation period, I suppose you could call it, um, of our podcast, so that we can then focus on moving forward.
1: And making it grow more instead of it just being in this little incubation period, like you said, yeah.
0: Exactly. All right, so this one was a bit of a, a rambly one, but we hope that all of you listeners... Or at least, you know, somewhat inspired maybe to do a new moon ritual or spice up your current one.
1: Or learn a new system of divination or read some old grimoire.
0: <laughs> exactly. And please let us know what you're doing for the new moon. We would love to learn about what you've got going on and maybe share it with our followers if you're comfortable with that on Instagram at the MC pod
1: yes so thank you everyone for listening stay new moon curious no
0: no <laughs> you sound like stephanie meyer oh
1: no
0: we should have we should have joked about that in the intro uh,
1: have you listened have you read the new uh the new twilight midnight sun is
0: that the midnight is? T- okay midnight so, sun. so listen listen i just saw that i just saw that <laughs> i'm going to admit something
1: let's keep talking i'm just gonna fade it out there
0: no we're gonna okay i mean seriously we're gonna talk about this off air because i'm not giving you recording to potentially blackmail me <laughs> later. Um later
1: thank you for listening to this episode of the mystically curious podcast we are always excited to hear from listeners so if you have any comments questions or feedback about the episode please contact us at mysticallycurious at gmail.com. You can also message us or comment on our social media, which is at the MC pod across all platforms. If you want to help expand our community, please consider reviewing us on iTunes. Once again, thank you for listening. And we look forward to continuing our journey with you.